Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Uh, hello, Professor Horishi. Uh, thanks so much for joining us in this podcast series on embodied intelligence. I'd like to ask you first how you would like to define yourself uh, for the audience who may be first time listening to you. Okay, so my name is Hiroshi Ishiguro. Uh, I'm a professor of Osaka University and the visiting director of Hiroshi Ishiguro uh, Laboratories in ATR. And I'm creating a very human-like robots and the and well some other you know the interactive robots. And recently, I have launched a very big project for the avatars. The mm-hmm. Japanese government um, expect to have uh, avatar societies in the 2050s. So uh, mm-hmm. I need to contribute to develop the. Uh, uh, the avatars which can help the our future life so mm-hmm. yeah so i'd like to go for your childhood how was your childhood boss do you remember any memories about your childhood i see you know i i think i you know they i i was a quite normal child i guess but <laughs> you know i was not so interested in robots but uh, you know i always curious about the, myself the floor, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I I was not interested in the science, but I was interested in the art, right? And I wanted to be, a, well, honestly speaking, I wanted to be oil painters. So, but I think I'm doing the same things. I mean, so as oil painters, I, I try to rem- uh, represent my internal something on the campus. But, uh, you know, and what I'm doing now is uh, I'm trying to represent some things on the robots, right? So always, you know, they, I, I think uh, the scientists and the artists are sharing the same question, what human is, okay? and trying to represent the humanities on the, on the campus, on the robots, and on some, some other things, you know, we are doing a very similar things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so the answer is, uh, you know, when I was a child, and, and maybe the... Uh, um well i'm just keeping the same curiosity what human is and what the human society is mm-hmm. Wonderful. yeah so i'd like to ask you about the intelligence and the bullet intelligence and since you're really uh, passionate about creating human life problems so first of all what what do you think who we are as a human and what's something maybe the basic question we have to ask so that we can understand who we are and and that's maybe what you're trying to do all this time so what could be the most important question? What's something still missing for you uh, mm. to understand? Uh, the humans, we are extending the uh, our definition, our you know the definition of humans, the, by developing new technologies. For example, the uh, hundred years ago, uh, if uh, the person doesn't have uh, arm and legs, and you know, probably the society couldn't accept that kind of handicapped people as a member of a society. But today, of course, we can accept, uh, you know, that kind of handicapped people as our, uh, the member and as the humans, right? So, so that means, uh, you know, and we don't care about the uh, uh, material of humans, 
right? You know, the, the, if we look at the our history, we care about the color of our skin, right? And we care about the material of uh, the the bodies, but we don't care, right? So we are extending the the definition of the humans more and more, right? And you know, uh, and. Then I think a more difficult question is uh, what is the uh, minimal factor to be humans, right? Mm. And you know, the, the I I think we so that that is uh, the meaning of a technology development. By developing a technologies, we are trying to ident uh, identify the minimal factor as a humans. So by extending the definition of a humans more and more, right? So we are trying to see the what is the last factor, last part as a humans. Okay, so uh, I think that is uh, you know the real meaning of a science and technology. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. For example, here maybe if you can tell us about what could be the main factors you're looking for when it, you try to abstract the intelligence either in the brain or the body or both mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. To which level do you think you achieved that? And from your vision, what's something you think you need to focus more so that you can achieve this human presence that you're trying to achieve in, in the future society? So that, that's what we try to connect with human-like robots. So what's the element you think you still have to achieve in the design, either in the brain or the body, or something to create this human presence, feeling, and connection? Um. Um, well, I don't know yet, right? So, so the, you know, the humans, we accept the uh, many kind of uh, the appearance, many kind of, uh, you know, the, uh, how can I say, the, uh, uh, the, so there are so many different types of intelligence, but uh, the most important thing is how we can the, uh, build relationships with others. So if we can uh, build relationships with the, the other people and with the uh, robots, right? Then we recognize the uh, each other as a humans. Okay, everything. So my guess is everything is depends on the relationships with others, right? And you know the humanity is we cannot define the humanities by the materials, by the uh, functions, by the intelligence. Okay, so you know the everything is um, that they given by uh, given through the relationships with the others. What kind of relationships we can have, you know, in order to be uh, uh, the social partners? So I think we uh, we are looking for that kind of things, right? And um, I don't know yet exactly what is that, but. And probably that 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 kind of things is closely related to the uh, consciousness and uh, mm -hmm. uh, some other you know the uh, um, the well the uh, some the, the the information processing that happens in the brain and right but so what I can say right now is uh, you know the we should focus more more about the uh, human robot or human human interaction and we need to find the, some principle um, uh, to to define the humans yeah yeah i'm just ask you in the beginning of starting this android project 
Do you think that we only connect with human because, for example, we can connect with animals or something else? Why you say that we only maybe sometimes connect deeply with human? We can connect with animals and sometimes we mm -hmm. see in nature mm -hmm. don't always necessarily have a brain, but they can mm -hmm. exhibit intelligence through their body, for example. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you see this relationship? Do you think it's necessarily to um yeah, it was a critique for you to start with a human and start something similar to human? There was a critique for you, a risk mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. these ideas at the beginning. You know, um, when I started the, uh, my in, uh, interactive road project, so and then the, and in the beginning I was developing the uh, mechanical-looking robots. It's called the Robobiz. But uh, just after that, you know, the, I found that the importance of a human-like appearance. So because the human brain has a many function to recognize the human face and human-like appearance, and uh, you know, the people, uh, it's uh, the, everybody is a very um, uh, they're concerning very much about the appearance, right? Mm -hmm. um, therefore, I, I think, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I thought that we need to study about the you know, appearance of a robot and an android, right? So, and, 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 and but, you know, the, even if uh, the, we don't give a very human-like appearance to the robots, so we can have a more, much more better, you know, the relationships with the robot. That was the uh, my second findings when I have created the uh, Terenoid. The Terenoid is a uh, uh, very simplified robot. Therefore, the Terenoid could encourage the people's imaginations. Okay, so if we give uh, in a very human-like appearance, we don't use the uh, uh, in our, our imaginations. Okay, so and. and and therefore, you know, sometimes we face to the uncanny body problems. But uh, if uh, we use the very simplified, very simple, um, uh, the face and, and, and the body and appearance, okay, so, you know, the, um, we're going to use our imaginations for um, the satisfying, for, you know, the, the how, how can I say the, um, uh, you know, the, we have a missing information when we use a very simplified robot. So then we're gonna use the uh, imaginations. So the, the what is the observation? That is a very important thing. So we cannot have a perfect information through the observations, right? So we have, uh, you know, the uh, limiting time and limited time and limited the uh, uh, resolution of our sensors, our sensations. Right, you know, we are not God. Therefore, you know, and we cannot have a perfect observations. So, the, and the, but on the other hand, we can have a powerful imaginations. Right? By using imaginations, you know, the, 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 we can build up the model of, uh, of the environment and the other peoples. So that is, uh, you know, the, what uh, we are doing as a humans. So imagination is a very, very important, right? The, you know, the, that, that is a, the ability to expect uh, something to, to, inf uh, to the function of the inference. And, uh, and probably the animal is doing a similar things, but uh, you know, we human, we have a totally different level of a power of imaginations. Yeah, I think maybe if we can uh, go for the, human-like movement, for example. Mm. 
a subconscious one and reactive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, for yeah. now yeah, how you can achieve the subconscious one and maybe what advantage mm -hmm. you can do right now more than 10 years now. Subconscious. Yes, yes my, my, my point is, uh, you know, uh, subconscious movement, some animal level reactive behaviors are very important. You know, we cannot ignore it as a humans. Okay, mm. we have uh, many uh, the reactive behaviors. According to the reactive behaviors, without thinking, we can uh, naturally interact with other people, with other animals. So that is a very, very basic functions, right? The, the but at the same times, we humans, we are building up, uh, you know, the three uh, D, uh, uh, the the model of recognition, the model of uh, environment and the conversation partners, right? So we are doing uh, two things, right? Some uh, you know, uh, um, uh, autonomous behaviors according to the reactive behaviors, and we are you know, building up the uh, model of the world, right? So we are doing uh, two things. Therefore, you know, and the human-like appearance is important for the subconscious, uh, uh, import, uh, and important for the reactive behaviors, okay? but. Uh, uh, on the other hand, for the uh, for the imaginations, you need to use the imagination, power of imaginations. Uh, I think uh, the very human-like behavior is uh, the appearance is not so important. So, um, so this is <laughs> these are kind of, but well, this is a very difficult. Uh, the issues I think, you know, the, the we humans always trying to uh, make a good balance. The observations, um, the observation-oriented recognitions and the imagination-oriented recognitions. Okay, but for the animals, animals they, they they do not have a power of imagination. Therefore, you know, you know, they don't care about the you know the this kind of. Uh, 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 and how can I say the trade-off, uh, mm -hmm. right? But the humans, we always, you know, uh, um, the, 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 you know, the facing to the dilemmas, which is the more important, more uh, the, you know, how can I say the, uh, mm. sometimes I want to follow the uh, my reactive behaviors, but, you know, you have to understand the, this world I need to build up uh, the, the the external models based based on my imaginations. Okay, so and if uh, you know these uh, perfectly matching each other, that is very happy. But sometimes you know this uh, mm -hmm. doesn't matches because you know the, the, by using imaginations we can build up the uh, very detailed model, right? So now you know the, uh, I'm just facing and uh, watching your face. Uh, and I don't know the, what kind of uh, uh, the uh, mental process uh, you are running in your brains, but I can have an imagination about that, right? And you know, and you know, and, and if I carefully observe your face, I may guess the uh, your mental state, right? But uh, if I have some difference, different understanding. Right, so the uh, observation and imaginations, you know, I may confuse, I'm gonna confuse, right? So that is, uh, you know, difficulty of a human, right? So, 
and yeah. always uh, you know that we are uh, the facing uh, you know, this kind of dilemmas and uh, and trying to make uh, the good balance. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious to ask you beyond the presence and how it's really critical to represent the robot or the android to make this kind of human presence. Are there any factors do you think still, yeah, we lack in designing robots in general when it comes to human interaction, not industrial one? Do you think something else is still maybe missing to achieve what is called embodied intelligence in that case? Or yeah, still lack in designing if we consider the presence, as you see, how the, the the appearance they look like. But do you think there's something else missing so that we can achieve an embodied intelligence in a higher level in that case? Basically, of course, and obviously, you know, the current deep learning approach is not the is not enough. It's a totally different from the uh, you know human intelligence. Human intelligence is a, a kind of a result of a very long term evolution. Okay, so the you know, and for example, the you know to recognize cat like animals, cat, right? So the deep learning need to have uh, ten thousand, hundred thousand pictures, but humans. No, if we have uh, 10 pictures, we can quickly recognize cat or dogs, right? So because, uh, you know, we have a very complicated structures in our brains, right? So if, uh, you know, the, we want to have a human-like brains based on the deep learning approach, the deep learning need to simulate the, our whole evolutionary process, you know, the, from the... Um, but I think that is uh, so complicated, right? So, and another approach is uh, to make a copy of uh, human brain structures and, and the, you know, the, um, well, but uh, we, we don't know the, how we can do that, right? So, but we, we can learn many things from the human brain structures. And uh, if, uh, we, if we follow the human brain structures, uh, we may have a more human-like intelligence, okay? So, uh, so that is uh, you know, another possibility. The, the missing things is uh, so we need to carefully study about the human brain itself more and more. Mm -hmm. so for example, the mechanism of uh, memories. Mechanism of memories are mysteries, right? So we, we don't know, the, you know how we can build up, uh, we can obtain the uh, episode memories and the semantic memories. Nobody knows that, right? And yeah. Uh, and the computer memory is a totally different from the human memory. And human memory has a so complicated uh, this, uh, the structures, you know. And mm -hmm. so if we can find the, uh, um, that the uh, uh, structure of human memories, and if we can implement it onto the computers, the computer is going to be a totally different from the current computers. Um, so that my point is, uh, I think it's better to learn about the uh, humans more, and and but you know, and if uh, you know, the, maybe we can take the uh, third approach. First approach is a statistical deep learning approach. Second approach is uh, is is to follow the human brain structures. But the, the I, I think we can consider something in between. In between is to to develop the interactive robots. Um, and um, well, that um, maybe um, to my guess is uh, you know um, the one of the my uh, the uh, the new approach is to develop the uh, 
socially developmental robots. So that we are developing the very cute child android. It looks like a child. Therefore, you know, people, everybody can be a very kind for that robot. And you know the, the robot is always asking the question to the people, and the robot is gathering the information. Okay, so if uh, you know we develop that kind of robot, and if a robot can gather the information the, through the interaction with the people, right? You know the and the robot may have uh, the intelligence some days, right? Mm -hmm. So that is not you know the big data approach. That is a interactive approach with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, me too. So I'm curious to ask you when you start, for example, uh, building that it's Android that resemble you, because there's some arguments sometimes. Some people say that it looks creepy sometimes when you have something <laughs> to you, and I find it's very fascinating to have, yeah, your Android. For you, this criticism. Do you think sometimes people critique this vision? And do you think it's, it's true? This sometimes that it's creepy. Do you think? No, do you no, feel no, no. No, it depends. Depends on the uh, well. The um, of course, you know, the, I have developed some sort of a creepy Android in the beginning. But uh, you know, uh, um, the the current Android is not creepy, right? So if you come to the, my lab and if you interact with the, uh, my Android, you know, everybody can enjoy the conversation with the Android. No exceptions. Everybody, right? But you know, mentally, the people they consider. Right, so if we if they create yeah, some sort of a human-like robot, uh, it should be a creepy because it is not human, right? But honestly speaking, we don't we don't this we, we we don't care so much about the internal stuff if we can interact like this. So, you know, now we are talking to each other, and so, you know, we don't care about the. Uh, um, the what kind of things happens in my brain, in my body, right? I may be an Android, that is a possibility. You may be an Android, right? So, you know, this, the uh, Zoom, you know, the um, resolution of a Zoom, uh, um, Zoom video is, is not so high. And uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, the, it's easy to replace with Android and, and Android can speak like this, okay? So, so one the more important things is the interaction and the conversations. Once we can have a conversation and interactions, you know, we don't they care about it so much. You know, there's just a small difference, you know, between the human and the Android. And everybody can accept the Android as kind of uh, conversational partners and mm -hmm. and you know and yeah. they are not creepy. So creepy things is the ideas to make a copy of uh, humans, but uh, uh, you know, and the android and the robot is a kind of a mirror to reflect the humanities, and we can, we can, we can run so many things, right? So then, you know, the um, that idea is not so creepy anymore, I guess, right? So that is the uh, the one of the approach to understand human the human itself. Right? So yeah. at least in Japan, right? We don't, you know, we, the people can accept this kind of idea. To create the, a copy of uh, living people and the people yeah. that pass away. Yeah, and you say this hold your identity. So, for example, this how, what kind of maybe a state of emotion do you have towards your the android? Do you have resemble you? Do you have any kind of uh, attachment to it? I don't um, know. Maybe not. I'm a scientist and engineer. 
uh, the Android is uh, tools, right? But uh, you know, there, there are so many, you know, the, uh, the rather funny stories. And mm -hmm. when I have created the uh, female Android, the model, you know, the, uh, she wanted to be uh, behave like Android. So we have carefully designed Android behaviors. It may, may be a little bit better than the original, uh, the model of, you know, um, the uh, the the posture is the, the more upright and always you know the android speaks uh, uh, uh well uh gently and, and then you know the model of the android the human she said i wanted to be behave like an android and you know so the android can be a um well a kind of a goals or you know an idea herself right so same thing happens uh, for me I, I i do not have a you know the special attachment to the android but people always compare the android and myself right the, uh, the yeah. problem is um, android never get old but i'm getting old right? so the problem uh, you know if people say oh you are not similar that that means uh, no. you know the, uh, my technology is not so good right therefore i need to be identical with android and um, so, you know, in order to improve the Android, it takes a cost. But uh, the, and but on the other hand, improve the uh, my face, and it is much cheaper. Right? Okay. And well, I did the uh, cosmetic cosmetic surgeries and. Yeah, I'm curious about this point. Do you think it's yeah, it's extreme to do that? To to do you have to change your face and not the uh, Android? I'm curious. I just uh, yeah, because I think it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think it was easy decision for you to do that? It got quite easy, right? You know, the you know the the cosmetic surgery is not so heavy one, it's just injections, yeah. right? And you know, I became uh, ten years younger, right? Yeah. And, you know, once the appearance became younger, the my internal, I mean, the my heart and mind is going to be younger. So yeah. it's very well the uh, important the you know effect uh, the, to my mentor. Right. So the, the, the woman, the woman always, right? You know, they, they care about the makeup, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, if you have a good makeup, you know, you, you you're gonna be happy, right? So yeah. the same, same as me. Right? Yeah. But uh, makeup is a little bit troublesome for me. But the cosmetic surgery is a much, much better for me because I, I don't need to do that every morning. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So we will go for all these questions because they have a lot of question for you. Mm -hmm. so, so we have a question from Henry. He asks you, mm -hmm. do you personally uh, see the Android you work with, particularly the more autonomous ones, such as Erika, Erika, uh, strictly mm -hmm. as a tools like in distal robots, or do you have more personal relationship with them? I think that's something you covered. Maybe if you want to comment. And, no. do, you, do, you, <laughs> and do you or anyone else ever run or interact with them outside the research, testing, or promotional purposes, just for mm -hmm. personal entertainment or companionship? Mm -hmm. Some, uh, you know, the relationships with Android, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have anything, but, uh, you know, the uh, my staff and the students, they are always, you know, updating and improving the Erika's program, right? And, uh, you know, the, the Erika is a kind of a daughter for them. I, I don't know, you know but, uh, you know, yeah. And I think that they have a very, uh, uh, you know, 
they, they, they are treating the, the robot as a kind of humans always, right? Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and they, they never do the, some, well, the bad things. And if, uh, you know, someone punch the android, right, and they're going to be seriously angry. <laughs> so, so, that, so that, you know, so that means, uh, you know, my stuff is, they, uh, they are treating the Erika as uh, a kind of a human. Yeah. Okay. And the promotion, the promotion, the, the second question is the promotion with Erica. Yeah, and, and do you, um, anyone else ever interact outside of research, testing, or promotional purposes just for personal entertainment or companionship? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, of course, you know, the, uh, we, it's quite important to have uh, uh, the industrial applications and to have a business with the uh, developed uh, robot and Android technologies because, uh, you know, the, we are using the research grant from the government and government expect to have a practical use of Android. So Nippon TV, Nippon TV is the biggest uh, private TV company in Japan. They are using the, our Android as a newscaster, right? You know, the, so it, the, her name is Aoi Erika, right? So she's reading the news and she's, uh, and sometimes she's doing a kind of uh, a chairman of a you know, conference or something, right? And then another, you know, the big promotion is uh, uh, Hollywood uh, movie company. They are interested in uh, Erika and Erika will be the uh, actor, actress in the movies and uh, now we are shooting the, the oh. movie together and uh, you know the the title of uh, the movie is a b abc a b that is a title and if you you know they check the web of uh, the keyword erica and hollywood the movies you know you can find the uh, news about that right but that is not so practical use but uh, i think uh, that will be a big promotion of android technology yeah. The practical use, current practical use is uh, newscaster. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, they, we are getting many offers from many companies. Mm -hmm. and, and for example, Android can be a receptionist. So yeah. this April, then we're going to start to use the, our Android as a receptionist in our research institute. Okay. Yeah. So the, please come to the ATR, you may see the, uh, yeah. you know, the Android receptionist and Android, the how can I say that? Um, you know, the, uh, right now, Erika is sitting in the lobby of ATR and talking with the visitors. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people will be jealous. She's better now from, yeah, many years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know how this is this kind of, do you think people could be good jealous because, yeah. This robot is getting a lot of attention and opportunities. No, so. no, no, no I, I, I don't think so. In Japan, our population is going down to the half of the current population after 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to have uh, more people. But uh, you know, our situation is different from a European country in the United States. We cannot, and, and I, I don't know the reason, but uh, we, we cannot have uh, uh, so much immigrants. Right? And therefore, you know, we need to use the robots more, right? To, uh, to have a more sustainable society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have also the question, technical part. Also, he asked us about uh, a bit more technical question. I think mm -hmm. that's a very interesting one. A lot of the most uh, advanced animatronic figures 
have began using uh, B, uh, BLDC servo motors over pneumatics, for example, mm -hmm. Disney or... All oh, right, right. They are successfully used in nearly all commercial cooperative robots as well. However, mm. see, even your latest robot Android Eye is still uh, a pneumatic platform. What made your lab or manufacturer go with the air over electric? Do you, you have plans to switch in the future? Yes, of course, of course. You know, the pneumatic architecture, obviously we have limitations, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the, um, the pneumatic architectures need to have uh, air compressors and we cannot make the fully autonomous Android. Now we are developing the uh, uh, smaller movable Android. It's called the Ibuki. Ibuki is a child robot and we are using a DC turbo motors and uh, you know, but the problem with DC turbo motor is uh, flexibilities, right? And if we use the normal gears, so and we cannot have a back drivabilities and and gear make a noise. So we need to have a very silent the uh, back drivable motors. You know, ideally we wanna use the direct drive motors. So now we are planning to the uh, to design the robot which uh, uh, with the direct drive motors, right? And so uh, we we have just started a new project for developing the uh, child Android with uh, direct drive motors. I think um, that robot comes the after one year. Well, I don't know. If somebody asks, also, is the most minimal human? Uh, a disembodied voice. Uh huh. Is yeah, it, yeah. It's the most minimal human. Uh, maybe, yeah, I understand, I understand, right? So, always we are using the voice, and the voice, and we can hear the main things. We can guess that by hearing the voice, we can guess the uh, uh, gestures and, you know, uh, the, the emotions and many things, right? Therefore, you know, voice is a kind of a minimal human, but, uh, well, uh, yeah, but you know, the, uh, for the young children, mm -hmm. I think that is different. Young children, they do not have much experience um, to match the uh, voice and emotion, the voice and the uh, gestures and the voice and some other things, right? So, um, well, at least, uh, you know, the uh, human need to have uh, two eyes and some sort of uh, roughly human-like bodies and then in addition to that if we give a body to the uh, uh, robot the robot is going to be human-like that is the minimal design my definitions the through the based on the my experience what i can say you know in, the, in order to feel the uh, presence of the humans there that we need to use the two modalities like for example the voice and appearance or voice and tactile sensations Right, mm -hmm. one the only voice. It is not minimal humans, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to combine the two modalities. So that I think that uh, you know the very basic human brain functions. The, you know uh, how we can get the uh, some sort of a query to understand something. So how we can say that? Oh, I understand this one. So you know, and, and in order to do that, we need to match two types, two different representations voice and appearance or voice and tactile sensations then our brain um, 
um, the, uh, the producing the uh, signal. It's a kind of a query, I think. It's producing a signal. Okay, I'm understanding this one. Okay. Yeah. So I hope you understand what I'm talking. So two modalities are needed for the minimal design. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, we th we thank him for those questions. We're closing to end. I have a few questions. The first one about the control. You mm -hmm. mentioned that control is so hard when it comes to Android. The control series, for example, how you control them. If you can tell us about what could be still technological blocks for you beyond control and how you can you imagine solving these challenges for you, still challenging when it comes to control. Beyond the control. Yeah. For control, the control of course, we need to give an intention and desire to the Android. You know, so, you know, uh, uh, well, the, we hope to expect to have uh, more autonomous Android to to help us, right? So if we need to control the Android, if we need to give uh, order to the Android and step by step, it's very troublesome, right? So I we expect the Android is going to have uh, a good intention desire to, for the people. You know? So and if we if we can implement the uh, uh, desire to help the people to the Android, so Android can be a, um, be a good partner for us. And uh, you know, we don't need to control the Android. The Android will read our intentions and mm -hmm. will satisfy our desires, right? So I hope to have uh, that kind of relationships with Android. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And may I ask you about what could be still uh, maybe other crazy ideas you imagine about Android in the future? What could be crazy ideas do you have to think about it now? Do you have so, any so other? Do you have any other crazy ideas when it comes crazy to- Crazy idea is uh, so many. <laughs> well, uh, the, you know, um, I'm a, a cinematic uh, a producer of a World Expo in Osaka, 2000, 2025. After five years, yeah. you know, we, we're gonna have a World Expo in Osaka and I'm one of the producers and uh, you know, I'm trying to represent the Android world, and you know, so I, I'm trying to represent the, uh, our futures with Android technologies, and uh, I hope to uh, show you the uh, what kind of a future we're gonna have after 50 years. Wow. Right? No, I, I uh, so the question is after 50 years, what kind of relationships we can have with the robot, and what kind of uh, life we have, you know, with advanced technologies mm -hmm. um, so that, is, yeah. that is what we are doing now and uh, i do not i cannot uh, give you the crazy ideas right i have several the crazy ideas for the world expo but it's a confidential right <laughs> yeah. okay okay but maybe a quick glimpse here when it comes to imagining new ideas because i think what you try to do you try to be ahead of your time and sometimes it could be uh, people become afraid of new ideas. It's just, yeah, even in academia, because you're already in academia, there's maybe conservative approach when it comes to crazy ideas or something, yeah, still we don't understand. How you cope with that, being in academia and also you try to do this crazy ideas and to think ahead of time, how you balance do both of them, how you perceived in academia. I don't know, I'm curious about that because. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, always, I'm talking about the fundamental issues in such case, right? You know, the, the, I think every, you know, it is, there is no crazy ideas if we are facing, to, uh, thinking about the very fundamental issue, what human is, right? So always, you know, everything's the, uh, my activities is, 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 is closely related to the fundamental question, what human is, right? Therefore, you know, even if that looks crazy, Right, I, I, I can convince the peoples in academias, in, 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 in societies, you know, the boss, the academia people and audience people, right? So important thing is to explain the fundamental question, right? And fundamental motivation. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to have their own triad, how much does it cost? Uh, okay. I always you mentioned sometimes ten uh, years ago it was ten thousand and now one thousand. Right. Yeah. Um, not not ten thousand. It's so cheap. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. At least you know it takes the hundred thousand for the uh, head. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a kind of a up, uh, the, uh, the my Android cannot work, right? So you know it's just the upper torso, right? So if uh, you wanna. Uh, they have uh, the fully human, um, the hand movement and the uh, you know the shoulder movement, everything, and the, the, and the very human like upper torso for the android. It, the cost is uh, the three four hundred thousand US dollar. Okay. Right? So. But uh, I think in the future I expect to. To make it cheaper, it it depends on the, you know how, how much Android we can we, uh, we're gonna make simultaneously. If we have a mass production, of course we can reduce the cost a lot. But uh, you know today, uh, you know we we, we cannot have uh, the uh, we don't have the technology for the mass production. So, you know we are developing one by one. Therefore, it takes a cost like a, a luxury car, Ferrari. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a question. What first of all? What's your aspiration when it comes to intelligence report? When we be in general, what is your aspiration? That's Hiroshi. What, what is your aspiration when it comes to to what developing? Yeah, well, your well, aspiration. What? What's your aspiration? Well, again, you know. I the, my basic curiosity is about the human, right? So if I can understand the human, I will do anything. Right? But the human is so complicated, right? So so I really think a robot is the mirror to reflect the humanity. Therefore, I'm you know continuously creating a robot. And the next big step is uh, to have a real business with robot. Right. Mm. So far, you know, I, I just focus on the uh, the scientific aspect of uh, uh, the robots, but the business aspect is uh, more important. So everybody using a mobile phone, the computer. If uh, you know everybody use the uh, robots, access, so then we can deeply understand about the humans. Okay. So yes. and, and uh, you know. So next big step is to have uh, that kind of activity. And uh, I'm preparing the company right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, by using the, uh, my, my intellectual properties, I, think, uh, um, I hope to have a company that, develop, uh, that provide the 
robots and agents in the world. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and do you think ego is important for you? Uh, robots or yeah, myself? Mining and your ideas. Yeah, in this over years, do you think ego is also important for you? To you know, maybe I guess so, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know what is that. You know, where, 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 where is it? I don't know that. Probably, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I yeah. have a very strong ego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, what was the best advice was given to you, and was the life changing? The best advice was given to you, and was the life changing? Okay, I have a two important, uh, maybe just three important, uh, okay. uh, kind of a teacher so far. Yeah. First person, you know, when I was studied the, uh, in Osaka University as the uh, uh, PhD candidate, and my supervisor, he said, think about the fundamental issue, mm. right? So Professor Tsuji, she said so that. And that is the most important advice. And then when I was an uh, associate professor in a Kyoto University, Professor Ishida, he said, you know, um, do the something the, the research to change the world. Okay, so it's yeah. very hard, of course, but, uh, you know, then, you know, the, I, I, well, according to his advice, I was shifting the standard robotic research to the more advanced, more challengeable, the yeah. uh, robotics research like Android. And the, maybe the, uh, Third person is uh, um, uh, the Alan Kay. Do you know Alan Kay is, uh, is a famous? Yeah, Alan Kay is a famous person. Alan Kay is uh, uh, he's uh, a pioneer of uh, mm. personal computer. No, I don't know. No. Uh, Alan Kay is a very famous man. He's he is also the board member of Apple Computer. I don't, I don't know the exact, but Aranke is a very famous, uh, the, uh, the computer, this uh, computer researcher. He's, when I asked to the, to him, uh, you know, the, these questions, do you think that we want to have a robot society in the future? He said, you know, don't ask the uh, futures, right? So futures, uh, you know, you if you are a creative person, you need to create your the features by yourself, right? You cannot ask about the futures, but you can propose the futures by yourself. Okay, then always you know I'm I'm proposing the what kind of uh, uh, the uh, uh, the future society that I want to create. Right. So. That's uh, thank you for sharing your advices. And uh, finally, do you have any final words you would like to say for people who are interested in? <laughs> Uh, I want to share, you know, the uh, my first, uh, well, the, the uh, these three uh, important message from the uh, my supervisors, right? So mm -hmm. it's quite important to think about the fundamental issues. In my case, what human is. So you know, you need always you need to hold uh, your uh, uh, fundamental questions, okay? And second is uh, you need to do the something to change this world. And you need to propose the our features by yourself. Right? Don't ask about the features, but create the features by yourself. 
that's really wonderful messaging and thoughtful. Again, thank you, I think that was really uh, enjoyable and inspiring and such an honor to talk to you. I'm a big yeah, fan. Sorry, sorry, you know, I couldn't clearly understand the difficult question. Thank you for giving me uh, this, uh, uh, oh, giving me this opportunity. It's an honor to, to talk to you. And, uh, yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you.